Good morning and welcome to New Life Horizon Church. My name is Ava Green Cameron, one of the pastors of this church, and it is my privilege and pleasure to welcome you to participate and share with us as we worship Jesus our God and King. If this is your first time joining us online, I extend a special welcome to you. To our devoted members and friends, a warm welcome to you as well. We're delighted this morning that you could have joined us this week, and we encourage you to invite someone, call someone, tell them that we are going online and they need to join us. Join us. Join us this morning and listen. Come, join us. Call a family, call a friend, and let them know that we are online. We are going to be worshiping God together. We worship every morning, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time. And we thank you for taking the time out to come and to be with us. We continue our sermon series this week looking at another I Am statement of Jesus through our speaker, Sister Anne Blaine. But before she joins us, please join me in prayer this morning and we are also want to be looking at Psalms 145 and so you can grab your Bible because we're going to be looking at Psalm 145 and we want you also to prepare your hearts for worship prepare your tithes and offering also for worship because we're going to be flowing this morning we're going to be moving from one item to the next so let us pray and welcome the Holy Spirit in our hearts this morning as we prepare our hearts for worship Father, we first welcome you this morning. We acknowledge that you, Jesus, you are here. We acknowledge that you, Holy Spirit, you are here. We acknowledge that you are here in power. You are here in anointing. You are here in your presence. And we stop to acknowledge your presence this morning. We give you thanks, Father, for what you have done. We give you thanks, Father, for who you are. We thank you, Father, for those who are listening this morning. We thank you, Father, for those who have joined us online this morning. May you also be your presence, be experienced, and felt where they are this morning. Lord, bring a heart of worship this morning. Bring a heart of thanksgiving this morning. Give a, bring a heart, Father God, this morning of one that comes to you the light of this world. And so, Father, I thank you this morning for your presence with us. Lord, may the service, may the worship to this morning from beginning to the end be pleasing unto you. Father, I pray this morning that everything that we do will give you honor. I pray that this morning everything that we do will glorify your name, Father. So be exalted this morning. Lord, we thank you for those who are on their way we thank you for those who are connecting even now as I pray. And we pray, Father God, that our hearts will be filled to overflow because we are worshiping you. So come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for our speaker this morning that as she opens her mouth to speak, she will speak the words that come straight from the throne room of God. And so, Father, we thank you. We know you are a faithful God. We know you're a loyal God. We know you're a kind and a gracious God. And so, Lord, everything you promise, you will deliver. So be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 
This morning, the scripture that I'll be reading is from Psalm 145. And in the psalm, David calls us to worship. David calls us to praise. He calls us to recognize who our God is. And he says, a time will come when all people will join together in recognizing and worshiping God. Because our God is love, he's light. He satisfies all who trust in him. And so Psalm 145, I hope you're there. I'm going to begin reading. And it says, I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to, to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. The Lord is slow to anger and is rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your mighty, of your might, I'm sorry, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations the Lord is faithful to all his promises and he is loving towards all he has made the Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down the eyes of all look to you Lord and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and you satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. And he is loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. You this morning should affirm that your mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name. Let every creature praise his name forever and ever. So let us continue this morning to acknowledge Jesus, the light of the world, who has called you and I to come and live in the light as he is in the light and not walk in darkness. So let us worship the Lord together. Great I am. Great I am. Thank you, Lord. Death. 
your light shine this morning in our hearts, Lord. Let your light shine so that our eyes will be open this morning, God. Let your light shine and illuminate our pathway this morning for those of us who have decisions to make. Let your light shine. Let your light shine so that we can see things from your perspective, God. that illuminates, the light that reveals, the light that exposes, the, uh, the light that shines in us and opens our eyes, the light that restores sight to the blind, the light that gives freedom to all, the light, Jesus, that comes where we are today. Let the light of Christ shine where you are today. Let the light of Christ shine in your situations today. Let the light of Christ be where you are today to give you direction and guidance. Let the light of Christ come this morning. And as we prepare to worship the Lord this morning, we thank the Lord that he has 
given, he said he would provide a seed for the sower. And so I thank you, Father, this morning that you have prepared God and you have provided. You have given us a seed to sow. You have given us, Father God, something to sow that we can reap a harvest. And so as we prepare our hearts this morning, we come, we continue in worship this morning. We continue to let your light shine in us this morning, God, that others may see your good deeds. And give you glory. That the thing that we do, the thing that we say will give you glory. The thing that we do, the thing that we say will give you glory, God. So as we continue to worship this morning. For if you are online and you want to, to join us this morning, you can zell to 469-333-0392. The number is 469 333-0397 or you can send it to our email address it's new horizon min m-i-n at gmail.com new horizon min at gmail.com and we continue to worship the light we continue to worship this morning we continue to praise this morning we continue to give the lord this morning everything that is ours lord we're saying we are withholding nothing we surrender our worship. We surrender our bodies. We surrender our possessions. We offer to you this morning everything, God. We are mindful, God, that some may not have this morning. But we thank you, God, that your word and your promise stays true. You will give a seed to the sower. So may our hearts be that of a sower. May our hearts be prepared to give and to sow into the kingdom of God so that you will provide, God, because you do not lie. You do not change your mind. You never go back on your word. And so, Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for those who are able to give, and I thank you for the seed you are providing for those who are unable to give this morning. That next week, next week, next year, that their situation will change because this, the provider has provided. So thank you this morning, Father. We thank you this morning. We thank you for those who gave and we thank you. We thank you that you will bless them this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you will provide, you will continue to provide for those who are able to give and those who are unable to give this morning. We thank you that there will be an abundance, that there will be an overflow that comes from you because you set captives free. And we, Lord, this morning we are imprisoned by debt. We declare that the light this morning comes and he exposes the darkness that we live in and he opens the bars and he opens the doors and he frees us this morning. We are free from debt. We are free. We are no longer blind. We are free. Our eyes are open to see. Our hearts are open, God, so that we will not become misers, but that we become givers. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We pray, God, this morning. We thank you for the offering. We thank you this morning, Father God, for the furtherance of your kingdom. We thank you that every cent will be spent to advance your kingdom. Your kingdom will come on this earth. Your will will be done, God, on this earth as it is done in heaven. We thank you, Father God, that every cent that we spend 
God. God, it will be done according to your will. Lord, we thank you that you have a way of multiplying. So multiply, God, that which the giver has. Multiply that which we have received. Multiply, God, make it a hundredfold. We give you thanks, Father. We worship you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Anne Forbes Blaine. That's my government name. Some people may know me as Anne Blaine. This morning, I'm charged with the duty of sharing on I am the light of the world. This scripture is taken from John 8, verse 12. 
I am reading from the New King James Version, and it goes like this. Then Jesus spoke again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have life, like the life, light of life. Here, the Lord was um, speaking of himself, himself, and he highlighted that he was the light of the world. At this time, um, when he spoke in the temple, it was the t in Jerusalem at this time, it was the Feast of the Tabernacles or Feast of Illumination, as some would say. It was a time for lighting ceremonies and dancing and key elements of this was that, you know, people were celebrating. It was my time of the year to say, I like to dance, I like to celebrate. So it would, 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 have, would have been a good time for me and for those who enjoy dancing. Um, the teachers and leaders at this time always applied the metaphor of life to the light of the world. It was a positive thing. It was positive people were considered like the light of the world. And when Jesus said, I am the light, he was being provocative, but he was stating a truth. It was imp he was making a statement that was symbolic to the Pharisees. They did not take too kindly to this. But Jesus was making a declaration that was made in Isaiah 49, verse 6, where the, uh, the prophet Isaiah foretold that Jesus was coming. And it, Isaiah 46, verse 9, New King James Version, I'm sorry, Isaiah 49, verse 6 says, Indeed, he says, Is it too a small a thing that I should be my servant to raise up tribes of Jacob and to restore and purse, purse, I'm sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Let's start the scripture over. I am very sorry about that. Indeed, he says, is it too small a thing that I should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore and preserve one of Israel? I will give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be salvation to the ends of the earth. This was the prophet Isaiah speaking 
on the coming of Jesus, recognizing that he is the true Messiah. And he was a way to bridge the gap between God and man. He was the one who is the light of the world. He was the God-man. He was the deity coming to, to, to bridge that gap. Um, also, in the scriptures before, when Jesus came in the temple, the Pharisees had planned to, um, to trap him. So in the verses before, I think it's from John 8, 8 from 1 until 11, where we know it as the, the adulterous woman, the, the verses with the adulterous woman where um, Jesus had come into the temple and the women, the, a woman that was caught in adultery was brought to him. This woman that was caught in adultery, there was no male adulterer with her, which was strange because you cannot commit adultery on your own. That would have been a miracle. And so they brought her to be stoned. And Jesus said to them, What, um, he who has the first stone cast it. And so he bent down and he started writing on the ground with his fingers. As he did this, one by one they went away, starting with the oldest first. He then told her, he got up and he asked her, where are your accusers? And then he told her, go and sin no more. This was a good teaching to us in terms of the adulterous woman. Because often when we catch other people in sin or we see sin in somebody else's life or they have confessed sin, our place, we start from a place of judgment. We start from a position of judging, just like the Pharisees who wanted to stone this woman that was caught in adultery. Um, we stand on a soapbox wanting to, to determine justice like the Pharisees. And to be truthful here, when Jesus said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. The only person there at that time who could cast the stone would have been Jesus. He was the only sinless person there at that time. And he came and he walked this earth without sin. At this time, we just want to look. Has there been situation where you have cast a stone? Where you have no right to cast that stone. We as human beings tend to be very judgmental, willing to throw out justice and to meet justice and wanting the person to pay. But we are to reflect Jesus by extending grace. 
extending grace and looking for someone to be gracious to. Do we do that on a daily basis? Is it a part of our lives? If we're honest, we can answer that question and say no. The truth is we don't, we aren't, we don't operate that way. We don't, up, we are always thinking about justice. There's a thing in Jamaica where um, whenever something happens and we feel that we're wronged, we stand up, we want justice. Even the criminals are standing up wanting justice. You're a murderer. Your son has committed murder and you stand up and you have the nerve to claim justice. This is not what Christ says. This is not what he is like. When he said, I am the light of the world, he could stand from a place of saying that he was the light of the world. Light. When you look at the word light, the definition of light in the Webster Dictionary, um, it says something that makes vision possible. It says a sensation arose by stimulation of visual receptors. But when we think about it, light illuminates, it exposes, it reveals. And we now cannot live without light. I mean, the physical light. We, we're, we, we need electricity. When we go outside, we need the sun. Light is required for vegetation to grow. It clarifies the human spirit. When you think of um, some countries and their, their, their population are not exposed to sunlight, they tend to become depressed. And, you know, the night is a very necessary thing. Without light, I can easily say human existence will be nil. Um, the way we know it. Plants never move away from the light. It always moves towards the light. For those who, are, who have the green th thumb, unlike myself here. They are said to be phototropic. They are drawn to light. Light reveals and brightens. When Jesus said, I am the light, he said, he did not say a light, but he said the light. He's the very source of life. He's the embodiment of life itself. He is the author of light. He illuminates creation in its truest form. Jesus, saying that he's the light of the world, knew exactly what he was saying. In John 1, 1 John 1, verse 5, it says, this is the message we have heard from declaring to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness. Jesus never sinned one day. Not one second. When he said he was the light of the world, he was recognizing an outer recognition of his father's creation. Jesus being the light of our world, he was in the world. He is God, and he is omniscient, omniscient, the very source 
of light and life. Without that, we cannot exist. So when he spoke, he spoke prophetically. He made a declaration knowing that he is God himself, that he did all this. Through him, he will be, there will be, he has done the very sacrificial death on the cross to expose us to light and to expose our sin. This is confirmed in the scripture, John 1, verse 9 to 10. The true light that gives light to everyone is coming into the world. And he was in the world. And through the world, he was made him. He was made through him. The world did not recognize him. This is the new King James Version again. The world did not recognize Jesus because the world was not light. The world has no light of its own. Its very existence is from the sun. And if you want to spin it, S-U-N or S-O-N, it is from the sun. And without that, we are zilch. When we think of our reflection and we look down into the water, we are as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ. When we look in that reflection, do you see yourself or do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus and you? Our very reflection is to be reflecting Christ and nothing else. Because he commanded us in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. And this is a command. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill. Set a city on a hill. You cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But put it on a stand. It gives life, light to all who are in the house. Let the light shine before men. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God. Notice the scripture did not say glorify you. Notice the scripture drew no attention to you. If there is anything that we are physically doing that draws attention to ourselves, that's not light. The only light that we have is the light through Jesus. We ourselves have no light of our own. And as um, the pastor shared this morning, whether or not it be a candle, Stadium light, a bulb, a bonfire, whatever your light is, let it shine. If you're going to be interacting with one person, let that light shine to that one person. And you are not to be glorifying yourself. It is not about you. It is all about Jesus. Our focus is to be Christ. 
He is the bonfire. He is the sun. <laughs> Not us. Jesus commands us to be light. And being the follower of Christ, we are to follow his ways. The moon has no light of its own. It reflects the sun. So as believers, our reflection, when we look in the mirror, we are to be reflecting Jesus. We are not to be reflecting our own reflections or partially Jesus. Because we'll get into that a little bit later about partial darkness. The attitude and behavior, our attitude and behavior is to be looking to Christ who is the light and is evident with our good deeds and faith in him and through the power of the Holy Spirit which allows us to shine. As believers, can we say we honestly reflect Christ? I won't speak to non-believers at this time, but when you think about it, do you reflect Christ every hour, every minute of the day? If we're honest, no, we do not. How can we practically reflect Christ? How can we follow after him? How can we walk along with him? When I just got saved years ago, there was an um, acronym, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Nowadays, I don't even hear the acronym. Nobody is interested in what would Jesus do. Everybody is interested in what they can do and what, how, how the power can flow through them. There is no power without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, how we reflect Christ and practically walk out the way of light is to spend time in the word. Spend time getting to know Jesus. It says in Psalm 19, verse 105, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, knowing and a path and a light unto my path. Knowing the authentic Jesus, knowing the true God that we serve is the only way we can begin to reflect light. We cannot say that we're Christians and we don't know the word. We do not spend time in the word. We do not spend time to get to know the word. I was on a Bible study last week where someone was sharing that when they used to work in the bank. I worked in the bank for a while, but I did not get the exposure to cash. I worked in a different area. It was legal. I was one of those justice people. And so... <laughs> You learn the authentic cash to know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So we ourselves need to know Jesus. And he said um, in, in John, that the first John, I think, yes, first John, 
where he said that he was the word and the word became flesh. So if we do not know the word and yet we said that we're Christians and yes, we are for Christ and we're shouting. When the enemy comes to attack us, we have no word in us. We have no way to respond because if we notice when Jesus was attacked in the wilderness, he, all he answered the enemy with was the word. And it's not just answering the enemy. It is believing the word, what it says, that it truly does that. And the truth is, is the word of God a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path? Does your everyday life require following the word? Or do you have your own way that you go, which is the way of the world? Because there's only two sides to it. It's either the way of the world or the way of Christ. <laughs> yes, there is no middle ground. There is none. And this is what was so powerful about this scripture. It, when I thought of um, this scripture, I love boxing. I am fascinated with, with, with contact sports that way. I love boxing. No, I don't have the boxers that would draw me out to stay up at, um, until midnight. There was Thursday night at the fights for Jamaica and I loved boxing when it was sugary coming out and he was a good looking fellow he was easy on the eyes as even as a child I remember that he moved but his, his, his he had a technique but it was a sure knockout he always won his fight um, Holofield I did not like Mike Tyson much because it, didn't, it meant that it just went one round. I didn't actually get to see the whole boxing skill. <laughs> but it was a knockout for Holofield and for Mike Tyson. Let me go back to my scripture. Following, we should fellowship with others. So if we want to knock out the enemy in our different situations... We are to know the word. We also are to fellowship with be believers. It states in John 1, verse 1, 1 John 1, verse 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Another way to ensure that we are reflecting Christ. There were times when Jesus went away. The light went out and um, fellowshiped with his father. We are to come away with Jesus as well. Or God the father. And we're to come away and spend that time with him. Whether it be in the word, whether it be in worship, whether it be in prayer. But we are also to fellowship with believers. We are to be looking for good works that the Holy Spirit has revealed for, for us to do. It is not for us to determine what those good works are. 
there are some things basic. That is the revealed word in the word of God that states that, okay, we're to love our neighbor. This is a command. This is what must be done. We also are to give. We are to, instead of my sister saying to me, oh, you know what? And I have a need and I have $2,000 in my bank account and they, they have a need for $100. But because I'm a miser, I don't give it to them. I don't need to go and pray and fast about that. It is a revealed word. It is what God says. You don't allow the person to go off. But you give it to them because it is a part of Christ. That is who he is. Earlier, I mentioned the word phototropic, drawn to light. That plants, plants are drawn to life. If you, if you have a plant in your house and there is some light coming in, it leans towards that way. As believers, our spirit man are to be leaning towards godly things, things of the spirit. Things that the Holy Spirit have revealed to us. That is necessary for our spiritual life. We are to be like the plant leaning towards God. If we find ourselves leaning towards the world and what the world says, it means that our spirit man is not mature and our spirit man is carnal. We are to be walking in the spirit, not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we, we know the scriptures on that. There is no question in terms of black and white, of light and darkness. Partial darkness is darkness. It is a sad thing because when I was doing the study on this, you the Lord revealed things to you and you recognize that a lot of times when we think that we are not in sin and we stand on a soapbox to say, yes, I'm in the right because of a relational issue, we are wrong because we have not followed every single step according to Christ. Our spirit man should be leaning towards the things of God. If our spirit man is leaning elsewhere, it means that we're, see, we're feeding the soulness, the soul, soulish part of our body, the carnal section. And that is the soulish realm. We're spending too much time on the television. We're, I mean, whatever it is, you know what your quirks are. You know what your thing is, whether it is. Gossiping. You spend too much time on the phone because you are gossiping. And even if it's you're just sharing something out of information, it is gossiping. Yeah, it is gossiping. A lot of times I realize that we, we might sugarcoat everything because the world sugarcoat. And the truth is, if you even have a fingernail over in the kingdom of God. A fingernail. That's what I can think of. Or a strong of a hair over in the kingdom of God. You are in darkness. This is what the scripture is saying. You, there is no gray area. There is no black and white. You are in darkness. 
the unbeliever or the rebellious person or the rebellious Christian does what is opposite to the light because the light exposes the evil ways and hates the light. As Jesus said in John 3, verse 19 to 20. And this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their evil deeds for everyone who practice, practices will hate the light and does not come out to the light lest his deeds will be exposed. Christ exposed whatever is in our hearts if we listen to him, if we choose to listen. Sometimes we choose not to hear because we, come, we become busybodies or we become king of our own thrones. We put ourselves there. And so when we are praying, we're not really praying to God because all of the issues we are praying about is us. And we're just telling God what we want. We really don't want his intervention. We don't want to hear what he's saying. So we come and we say, oh Lord, this is what I want. I need a new car. I need a new house. I need, I need you to solve this problem. But the Lord is saying, um, you need to stop spending. You need to stop buying all those things and store it in the garage. It is not necessary. Lord, I need to be out of death. No. But what did you do all those years? Ouch. We are all guilty. My, this brings me to my second point. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Darkness in John 8 verse 12. The Greek word skodia or skodia defined as darkness due to want of light. I had a Greek um, neighbor who would, would, would come over to my house or when I go over to him because he likes racing and that, that's another one of my pastimes. We would spend time watching racing. And George would say, and do you know it is divided from the Greek word, this so-and-so. Every word that we said, George would have a word. It is derived from this Greek word. When I was doing this study, I remember George. George had a Greek word to every English word that it was derived from. And um, Skadia is, it is said to darkness due to wanting light, unseen, secret, associated with wickedness. This definition stopped my breath. Darkness associated with wickedness. I was taken aback. It was ignorance. When we think of darkness, we do not think that it is associated with wickedness. And how many times have we been walking in wickedness and not know? Because we are ignorant of this fact. Webster Dictionary as, um, defines darkness as partial absence of light, partial or total absence of light. 
wickedness and evil. This is the second definition. Wickedness and evil. Total contrast of light. There is no straddling of the fence. There is no sitting on the sideways when you think of following Christ. Because he says that he walk in darkness. It's not his. Christ is, is the truth and those who follow him may stumble accidentally in, in darkness but we are never to repain, re remain there perpetually walking in it. We are not to be walking in constant sin. If we are in sin, we are to keep short accounts. And, and, and in this short accounts, we repent immediately. There are Christian words that we use, keep short accounts. People don't know what they're talking about. Why are they talking about short accounts? We're not doing accounting. <laughs> We, once you know that you have sinned, you are to repent immediately, minutely, hourly, secondly. If we are walking in sin, we are in darkness. Therefore, if we have our pet muse like myself who believe that when somebody wronged me, they are supposed to pay, I'm in unforgiveness. And therefore, that unforgiveness is not of God and you are in darkness and you are not following Jesus. You are in sin. And the word of God says, sin leads to death. A lot of us, naturally, based on our upbringing and our culture, work, think of preservation of life as a people, as the people of a nation that is very tiny, they are into self-preservation. They're not thinking of, oh, you know, hurt this person, and while we hurt this person, we, we are hurting ourselves. No, we think of self-preservation. It is natural um, for us as a culture. I, I don't know about anyone else, but... When we are in unforgiveness, we are drinking the poison ourselves. We are poisoning our very souls and we are walking in darkness. When we constantly go on the phone and talk about others, we are walking in darkness. When we constantly call this person, oh, let us pray about sister so-and-so because she's having issues. You're actually gossiping. It is not your place to tell other people's business. Whether it be, it, it might be gossiping, it might be jealousy, it might be adultery, it might be fornication. There is no little sin and big sin. They're all sin. And this scripture is clear. In Job's, it speaks of groping in darkness. The enemy has blinded our eyes, and so we walk in darkness. There is no black and white. There is only black and white. There is no gray area. No pun intended. 
this scripture says clearly if we remain in sin, we are walking in darkness. And walking in darkness, darkness sounds cute. It means wickedness and evil. That was what got me. The wickedness and evil is, is not a pretty thing because <laughs> you can always say, oh, that person is in the dark and it sounds nice. But the true sense of darkness is wickedness and evil. As I said earlier, if you are a believer and you are walking in sin, you're not following Christ. But if you're an unbeliever and you do not know Christ, here is a time where you have an opportunity to give your life to Christ and to experience the light. For the light to expose the evil in our hearts. Because as human beings, we want to think that we're good, but we are not. The consequence of sin is that, as it states in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the scripture where God spoke of his, he being the light of life, he was speaking of this eternal life everlasting life that Christ gives us. Je the only way to God, the Father, is through Jesus. Jesus says he was the way and the truth. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In conclusion, I have made two points. Jesus is the light of the world. He is a God-man. He came for our sins. He came as the very embodiment of light and life, the author. He was the deity that came to us. It was spoken about through the prophet Isaiah. And then as different scriptures prophesied about the coming of Jesus. And then when he actually came, he made his declaration, I'm here. I am. I am the light of the world. Um, it, every time I say I am, I remember the scripture that Moses, was it Moses? Exodus 3, that Moses said, who, who do, who should I say sent me? And did, Moses was, was, was not able to speak with clarity, he stammered, so I just always pictured him saying, who, 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 who should I say sent me? He said, I am. And whenever I'm at a place where I need something, I always point out to God that he is. This is who he is. I remind him of his word. Because sometimes it's not he, the Lord that you're reminding, but you're reminding yourself 
And so he said, Lord, you are so-and-so. The emphasis to maintain credible and obvious witness to the world is Jesus himself. To show us that faithful, God-honoring, sincere, honest, trustworthy witness to the world in everything that we do. That's how we are to be. That is how the world is to see us. Are we faithful, God-honoring, sincere, honest, trustworthy witness to the world in everything that we do? Christ came into the world as, as light. And he is the only God, the only way to God. He is the Messiah, the Messiah to the Jews. But it clearly states that he is also the Messiah to the Gentiles. He came to set us free from the bondage that we were under of sin, the yoke of sin. Jesus is not only a light to the Jews, but he is a light to the Gentiles, every nation and every creed. It doesn't matter whether or not you have a different shade of skin. Jesus is a light to all nations. As a matter of fact, there is only one race, the human race. And Jesus came for us. So are you ready to be that light? Whether it be the light of a candle, or the light of a bonfire. Each person has their own light to carry. Which are you? It doesn't matter. You are to be a light wherever you are. How, how we show that light is clearly stated in the scripture. Partial obedience or partial darkness is darkness. And the scripture clearly states it. There is no room or any gray area. There is no room for sin. If we choose to disobey, it is or to tell a white lie or to be deceptive, it is still sin. White, yellow, green, orange lie, it is still sin. Jesus said we are to be light, and he gives us everlasting life as a result of us accepting him. So at this time, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, if you say you have no sin, the scripture says that you're a liar. There is only one man that was sinless and it was Jesus. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you want to meet this Jesus, he's available to you. 
He is there beside you. The word of God says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you will be saved. If you want to be saved this morning, this is an opportunity to give your life to Christ. If you're concerned about all that is going on and you recognize, if not this time, that this thing that um, called COVID-19 has brought us to our knees and you're looking to Jesus, where does your help come from? It comes from God the Father. It is an opportunity for you to turn your life over to him, to recognize that you cannot do it on your own. You have no light of your own. You're like the moon and the star. You reflect Christ. And so in reflecting Christ, you want an opportunity to reflect Christ. Confess your sin and give your life to Christ. When you confess your sin and give your life to Christ, you are believing that Christ came for your sin to be that atonement for you. Not for your mom, not for your cousin. It is for you. It is a personal thing. And you are choosing to follow Jesus. You believe Christ came and died for your sin. He came in the flesh. If you are... Christian and you have been saved for so many years and you occasionally sin and do not repent you are in darkness if you remain in darkness this will bring death there is no eternal life So at this time, we would like you to reflect. Take a moment and reflect. Lord, shine your light into the hearts this morning. Lord, you know our pet sin. You know what it is that we have chosen not to give up. Nobody knows. There's some sin that we have not committed on the outside. Nobody knows what is in your heart except Jesus. One thing we know, he reveals all things. And because he reveals all things, and he illuminates our heart, Father, we ask you even now to come and shine your light into the very facets of our heart, in the highways and the byways, in the secret sins, Lord God, that we may choose to repent and become as pure gold. This scripture this morning highlights our need for sanctification. It is not something that we hear about very often, but keeping short accounts and constantly looking to the Lord, following the way we should, we are walking in a sanctified life. Lord, we ask you 
to sanctify our hearts, to, to purify us, to cleanse us, to show us the different areas where we constantly fall down and we wallow in the mud. There are areas that we are supposed to be past. There are some sins that don't affect us anymore because we have passed that. But for the little things, the little foxes that we daily walk in, the daily walking, when God says, no, hug this person. I mean, because of COVID, we know the story. But when you have been prideful, and you need to come and apologize. You don't. When you know that you were wrong. And even if you didn't know. You were standing on a soapbox. And you were judging. But in the still quiet time. Jesus has said to you. No you are wrong. Have you come and apologize? When we spend more time on Facebook. Or Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is, or tweets, than we spend in the word. Those things are our God. It is not Jesus who is our God. Whether it be television, whatever it is, it's your vice, you know it. Lord, shine your heart and illuminate the different facets Right now, I'm seeing the Lord going through room by room. The different things that we have in the corner. The corner that we have not swept out. The corner that we have piled up all those things on that person that have harmed us. And so we remember and we play it over and over again. The corner that we say, oh, this is us, God. This is me. I can't change. I don't want to change. He's not God. He's not God to you. He's not Lord over your life. When the Lord is saying to you, stop this, drop this. Spend more time with me. Or spend more time with others getting to know me better. Spend more time with someone who will sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. When God is saying, honor me, not just with your lips, but with your paycheck, with your life, when he says, don't say this, do not defend yourself, shut up. Let me defend you. Father, as you go room by room and you shine your light, cause us, Lord, to turn. May we never be the same. From this day forward, may we never be the same. May we perpetually hear you, Holy Spirit. May we listen and take heed. Because this is the day that you have made. And we will rejoice 
and be glad in you. Lord, light our ways. Be the lamp unto our feet. Lord. My strength, oh God. Be my strength, my strength, my strength, oh God, oh God. Be, be my strength, my
And as we prepare to go and to live the rest of the week, we're reminded that Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. And we cannot live in the light without him. A person living without Jesus is a person who lives in the darkness. And a person who, a believer in God who disobeys Jesus, disobeys the commands of God, walks in darkness. And so as you go this week, let us be reminded what we were told by Sister Anne. She says, walk in the light as he is in the light. We cannot say we claim to fellowship with the Father and walk in the darkness. Because there is no truth. No truth is in us. And so as you go this week, may you decide, may you truly decide, may you make this today your declaration, your choice, your day of changing. Let today be that symbolic day. That the same symbolic statement that Jesus made, that I am the light, that you will declare today by your confession that I am in the light because I choose today to make Jesus my light. And so as you go, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. I pray today that the Lord will lift up the light of his countenance on you and grant you his peace. So go today choosing, deciding, confessing, allowing the light of Christ to transform you today. A, a, a moon without light, a moon without the sun is just a black circle. But let us go today not choosing to be a black circle, but one who illuminates. The one who Christ says, you are the light. You are like a city on a hill when you when you choose to walk and choose the light of Christ to be in you and to light your pathway and to take over every square inch that even your thoughts are governed by the light. Your decisions are governed by the light. Your pathway is governed by Jesus revealing the steps and the direction in which you should take. So we thank you, Father, this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for Sister Anne this morning. I pray that as she gave and she shared and she prepared God, I thank you that you will pour back into her this morning to an overflow. That she too will continue to walk in the light as you are in the light. So may we go this week and every person who were able to listen this morning, Lord, I thank you that you are the light in their home this morning. You are the light in their situation this morning. So light the way this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week.